Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander, he's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston, I'm Jack Dempsey, there's no one like me. I'm from their claw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious. I want your heart, I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host. Either. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Huxby Podcast. I'm your host, E-Dub, and uh, thank you for checking us out, man. Wherever you are uh, consuming this podcast, I appreciate you. Hope your day is going well, your night, evening, uh, whenever you are checking us out, we appreciate it. Um, Hawksbeat podcast episode number five of season eight. And uh, we have an interview with my guy, Malik Brown from Peachtree Hoops. Uh, we talked a little Hawks basketball, man. We talked a little Hawks basketball and uh, we touched on last season and this season coming up and um, we talked a little bit about what the Eastern Conference is going to look like. So that is going to be the lion's share of this podcast, my interview with uh, Malik of Peachtree Hoops. He's also one half of the duo of In the Clutch uh, podcast. He's, he's got a, He's got a bunch of things going on. So if you're a Hawks fan and you're not following Malik, Swing by the Twitter and go holler at our guy. All right, his his Twitter name is underscore Malik ATL. That's underscore Malik ATL. Um, has a nice piece up for Peachtree Hoops right now on Sharif Cooper. So make sure you go by PeachtreeHoops.com and uh, check out his piece that he has on Sharif Cooper. So um, before I get into that interview, just a bit of housekeeping for today. Um, the Hawks locked up Kayvon, man. <laughs> the Hawks locked up Kevin Herter. Uh, the report, according to ESPN, Adrian uh, Wojnarowski, is that it is a four-year deal, uh, 65 mil um, in its totality. Of course, all of the things have not officially been uh, reported from the Hawks. But listen, we know how Woj is. Well, Woj always gets the scoop. <laughs> Woj gets the scoop. Uh, Kevin is. Uh, we knew Kevin was going to get a deal, and um, it, it's good to see them get him locked up, locked away before the season gets going, before the deadline passes. Um, we definitely don't want what's going on in Arizona because <laughs> they were unable to reach a deal with DeAndre Ayton, 
and which is interesting, man, because like he had a really good year. But anyway, that's for a Phoenix Suns podcast. But for the Hawks, they lock up Kevin Herter, uh, four years, and what was the number again? I just said it. Four years, sixty-five mil, according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. So. I think it's a good deal for Kev. I think it's the money's right and salute to him, man. Salute to him. And uh he now joins Clint Capella, John Collins, Trey Young. Uh all of those guys receive contract extensions this season. So the it it is very clear. It is very clear what the Hawks have um well where they have placed their priorities. Uh that's about four hundred and eight million dollars in contracts <laughs> that the Hawks ownership uh has paid out this season between Trey Young, uh John Collins, Herder, and Capella. Uh and also the the Hawks picked up the extensions on uh Okongu, DeAndre Hunter, and Cam Reddish. So listen, Hawks are ready to run it back and they're ready to um take care of those core guys, man. So salute to Kev. And uh, hopefully the best is yet to come. Um, also, the Hawks announced officially their uh, their roster. And I believe the last podcast we did, we were talking about who was going to get that final spot. And I had an idea that it was probably going to be TLC. Uh, that's Timothy LaRue uh, Cabarot, Cabarot. I'm not sure if I'm saying that name not right now. But um, he did grab that last spot. And, um, you have a, uh, you got your squad now, man. You have your squad. You have the, the new additions, of course, of, of Cooper and Johnson and TLC, um, Jang and DeLon Wright with the new guys coming and the guys leaving. Um, you got Bruno Fernando, Chris Dunn, Brandon Goodwin, Tony Snell, Nathan Knight, all those guys did not get resigned and or traded. So Hawks are ready to roll this Thursday night. This Thursday night, that's right, this Thursday night, if you are not in the building, make sure you're somewhere close, got your popcorn ready, uh, Luca and the Mavericks coming into town to take on the Atlanta Hawks, and it's going to be, uh, as the young folks would say, it's going to be lit, <laughs> it's going to be lit, can't wait for the season to start, man, but uh, let me see, is that it, one more piece of news, one more piece of news before we get into our interview, the Atlanta Hawks, uh, their media department. I don't know if you want to call it their media department, but um, Atlanta Hawks Studios. Uh, that's actually a story uh, at thehawksbeat.com. Make sure you swing by our website. Um, they have released the first two parts of um, Access Playoffs 2021. Now, listen, um, I have already watched the first two episodes of this. I believe it's a four-part series. Um, it is really good guys. It's really good going to YouTube. It's on their YouTube channel and it is really, it's a really good watch, especially if you're a Hawks fan. Um, the shows a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, a lot of the locker room talk, a lot of the in the tunnel stuff, uh, as the Hawks were making their run last year, man. So go by and check that out, man. Whenever you, it's about 40 minutes long for that first one. I think the second one is like 30 something minutes. But it's really good. Episode 3 is actually going to drop tomorrow. So I'm definitely going to be uh, waiting for that thing to pop off. But shout out to the uh, Hawk Studios team. And uh, they did a great job. So 
We're going to take a quick little break. And on the other side of the break, we have our interview with Peachtree Hoops uh, writer Malik Brown. Going to be talking a little Hawks and uh, all that jazz. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. This segment is brought to you by Dow Family Wellness, the official chiropractor of the Hawks Beat Podcast. If you are experiencing any type of back pain, neck pain, or pain pain, go see our guy, Dr. Rick. Ask him about the Hawks Beat special, which includes a consultation, digital scans, and an adjustment for just $37. Just tell him E-Dub from the Hawks Beat sent you. That's Dow Family Wellness. Check out their banner at thehawksbeat.com or call Dr. Rick, 470-395-3478. That's 470-395-3478. Visit Dow Family Wellness. Tell them the Hawks Beat sent you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Hawks Beat Podcast. It's your man's E-Dub. Back again for another edition of the Hawksby Podcast. This is my guy. I uh, got a special guest with me today, man. My guy, Malik Brown. Malik is, uh, he's no stranger to the podcast, man. He's been on before. Um, he is one half of the duo of In The Clutch Pod. Lately, he's been uh, doing some work from Peachtree Hoops. Uh, I guess I can call you an alumni of the Crush Sports Talk, man. Malik's been all over the place. Malik, what's up, my guy? <laughs> What's going on, E? Thank you for having me on. Hey, man, you're starting to become quite the scribe over there at Peachtree Hoops, man. How long, how long you been uh, going with those guys, man? They do great work over there, man. Yeah, I love those guys. I, I've actually, it's funny, um, when I actually first started writing, and that was like in 2015, I think, uh, they were like one of the first sites I actually looked at for like Hawks News. So it's kind of like cool to actually be writing for them now. But I started writing for them earlier, like, this year, maybe around Mayish, uh, I think it was almost about time like for the Hawks season to end. So, uh, it's, it's been great, man. Like learning from those guys, uh, they're real basketball heads. So, you just learning from those guys and just being able to just connect with other uh writers is is pretty cool. So, I'm glad to be on the team. Yeah, man. Shout out to the whole Peachtree Hoops crew, man. They do a great job over there, Brad and. Uh, Glenn and all those guys, man, they do great work over there. And yeah. um, I want I want to start with the piece you wrote last week, man, on Sharif Cooper, man. You talked about uh, a little bit about what you've been seeing with Sharif, and a lot of people have liked what they've seen uh, from Sharif, even though it's been a small sample size, you know. And sometimes fans will kind of get ahead of themselves. But what particularly have you seen? Have you liked out of Sharif uh, in this uh, this short sample size that he's hit, that he's putting out there? Yeah, man, for a rookie, it's it's been kind of amazing to see the stuff that he's already doing. And, and like you said, you don't want to get too high on, like, a player, of course, since it's, you know, preseason. And then, of course, he played in summer league as well. But, I mean, shoot, the stuff he was doing in summer league, he was doing in the preseason. And what really caught my eye was his playmaking. Like, that's really something that just opens your eye off rip is, is his playmaking. And that's something that, when he was coming into the draft, like, that was one of his biggest strengths was his playmaking and being able to, you know, get his guy set up. So I know it was a couple passes that I that I uh, highlighted in, in that um, article. I didn't – I actually didn't highlight the uh, the John Collins dunk. I didn't put that in there because, I mean, that was kind of <laughs> self-explanatory. You know, everybody saw that. That was kind of crazy. But it was, it was kind of the other 
I feel like people probably didn't recognize or see. And just his ability to get in the lane, like he's he's fast. He's super fast. And he just kind of reminds you of Trey when he's out on the floor. Like, of course, he doesn't have the jump shot, but just his ability to get to the lane, his passing um, and at his size, too. And he showed a little bit of that jump shot, too. I know that was one of his weaknesses coming into the draft was him not being able to, you know, put up shots at a consistent rate. But the way he was shooting the three ball, it looked pretty uh, looked pretty good. So um, I think he's going to be real good. I know he's probably going to be in um, College Park for the most for the most part, but mm-hmm. I think he's going to have a good future. Yeah, man, he he is. Um, the Hawks got a steal uh, getting him in yeah. the second man because a lot of people had him going mid first round in some in some mocks that I saw. Um, and this is my last one on Sharif, and then we'll move on a little bit. Um, um, Sharif is, is, like I said, he can get to any spot on the floor. He can get to any spot yeah. on the floor. Uh, what are some things that you think that uh, that he needs to polish as far as his game is concerned? Because it's very raw, but you see the talent. You see the athleticism. What are just a few things that you see that, man, like once he gets this and once he gets that, like it'll really be official? Because I think he's going to eat when he go down to college park, to be honest with you, man. Oh, he yeah, he is. <laughs> He is. He, it's going to be real nasty. Oh, yeah, he's going to eat. He's going to eat for sure. But I think, honestly, I think one thing he could probably work on is just and – I, and I know, like, the the the, um, the title of my article is his patience, but um, just him slowing down because I, I know it was a couple, a couple of turnovers he had where it was kind of like he was pressing it. But um, just being able to let the game come to him, I think that was one of the big things with Trey in his rookie year, like, trying to press things too much. But once mm-hmm. you kind of, like, slow down and kind of, like, evaluate the game, evaluate the floor, like, I-, I think you get a better sense of what's going on. And I think, shoot, just going back to Trey, like, this year, uh, after after um McMillan took over, like, you can see that he was – he it felt like he was, like, literally the quarterback of yeah. the offense. Like, of course, we knew he was – he's the point guard or whatnot, but – it just everything looked more fluid. He looked more comfortable. Like he was against teammates more involved. Like everything looked better. So I think with Sharif, uh, just letting the game slow down for him. Cause I mean, as, yeah. as rookies, like you know, you come in, you pressing, you 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 know, you want to put the stats up or whatnot. But um, you know, you get in the film room, you starting to understand plays better. I think that that would be probably one of his biggest things to work on. Yeah, definitely. I think you know, and that comes with time, you know, and yeah. Uh, you know, hopefully they can. Uh, I I love the addition of Nick Van Exel that can really work with him. But yeah, right. I really I really like good good piece on him. Uh, let's move on. Um, I want to hit some just some spots, kind of, and, and starting with last year. And last year what was kind of a Cinderella season. And uh, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Like I got it wrong. Like I thought they was gonna lose. <laughs> 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 hey, bro, and I will be the first to admit I got it wrong, and it's it's crazy because like, and I don't have a problem with that, and, and it, it's really funny. I even went back talking about things we missed, and uh, I was listening back to draft coverage, and I remember the year that Trey came out, I was like, "Yo, man, Hawks need to draft Jaron Jackson." No disrespect <laughs> to Jaron Jackson, and, and you know, Jaron Jackson is going to be a ball player. I still believe he's going to be a ball player, but at that time. Yeah. I just really wanted the Hawks to get a defensive type guy. Cause if you know anything, their defense was poor. It's like, nah, man, they don't need no Trey Young. They need to get Jared Jackson. <laughs> right. But, right. 
it's it's funny, man. Just you know, just for, for uh, you know, giggles and everything. Like, was there anything you kind of missed on last season when you just like, oh, I missed on that? <laughs> oh man, it's crazy because I don't even really honestly remember my uh my predictions that I had for the Hawks. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, I know, of course, you know, after they added everybody, like they added Danilo and they added, you know, they went on that that shopping spree. They got Danilo, Rondo. Uh, then they got um, they got Chris Dunn, yeah. and then they got Bogdan like a little later, and I was like, dang, this. I, I honest, I knew it was going to be a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like I, I was kind of betting like at like set maybe it's like a seven seed at most. Um, but then you know the season starts and they just they they look good at the at the beginning. Uh, no, they look good at the beginning. Then after a minute, you know. You get the uh the the stuff about Trey and John and and then the injuries come up and then they it's the team that's like oh dang like are we about to are we are we about to start talking about the lottery again like that's <laughs> that's where it was kind of heading but you know of course Pierce got fired and then McMillan came came in and then the whole like trajectory of the team just like they took a whole one eighty in my yeah. opinion so and 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 I'll say like I don't think even those who are like your staunchest Hawks fans can predict it like last year. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, like, it, right. it was so, like, I mean, it was a great season. Um, have you checked out any of the um, the new YouTube stuff that they put out the other day? Um, oh, the, they're putting um, out a four-part. Yeah. Have you checked out any of that? I haven't seen. I've seen, like, the little snippets they put on the, um, but I haven't watched the whole videos. Yeah. So I sent that out, and I actually did a post on, on the Hawks beat. Um, they sent out to the media. They did. Um, they've done part one and part two. They've they've released those two on NBA All All Access, and it's pretty much just behind the scenes from like last season. Yo, it is a good watch, bro. Like it is a good watch. Uh, I got to check them, it like, out. It, do they start from the? Do they start from the playoffs? They start from they the start playoffs. They start from the Nick. They start from the Knicks series. Okay. So, okay. I you know, you that. see like. A lot of the stuff, like uh, in the locker room, and you know, as they're coming onto the floor, it's just like it's really good. They did a really good job with it. So, if you guys haven't checked out, make sure y'all check that out. But um, yeah, man, this last year it, it, it was, was just phenomenal, and I think that uh, just kind of moving on, I think that the Hawks' ability to be successful this year is getting last year out of their mouth. Like, okay, last oh, yeah, year was definitely. now we got to move forward, right? So. Um, I want to talk a little bit about some of the roster and uh, this season. I mean, the off season, they, they've made some moves, man. And they pretty much just shored up everybody. Trey got his bag. John got his bag. Um, they re-upped on Clint. They picked up the options yeah. on DeAndre, on NECA, Cam. And today, just a few hours ago, um, Kevin Herter got locked up for another four years. So they're just kind of reloading and saying, okay, these are the guys we want to roll with, man. Um, <clears throat> and when you look at the makeup of this team, we understand that Trey Young is, is obviously the cornerstone. But who, who would you say is kind of the most important per player after Trey? Or like, who is the most important player uh, after Trey Young? I'm gonna be honest, and I, I'm pretty sure the the players on the Hawks could 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 attest for this too. It's probably DeAndre Hunter. And it's it's funny how since last season, since the injury, 
like players have been saying that. I, I I know Solo's been like the main guy that's been saying like, yo, if we had DeAndre Hunter this time or this time, like we could have went to the finals or we could have did more. Like the the and I think that's honestly that's one of the biggest surprises of last season, DeAndre Hunter's ascension. Cause yeah, I didn't see that coming. Like it was like a, a stretch where he was just like putting up numbers. And I remember the Milwaukee game he had. I was like, wow, like this dude is he's he's here now. And when he went down with that injury, it was like the Hawks really lost. Like, first of all, they lost their bit that their best defensive um perimeter player. And then yeah. as far as what he was giving you all at the time, it was like he was the most consistent offensive player on the Hawks at that time, which is crazy when you have Trey on the team. But I think with with Hunter coming back and he says that he's still not one hundred percent, but looked uh last week against the Heat in the preseason game, he looked real good for not not to be one hundred percent. And we don't know if he's gonna be like on a I don't know if they're gonna rest him every every other time, every other day or something like that. But um I think Hunter is, is going to be real key just for what he yeah. brings on the defensive side and just what we saw from him on offense um, last season. Good call. Um, that's a good call. I, I, I like DeAndre Hunter. I, I, I loved – so here's the thing. I was a big DeAndre Hunter when guy when they drafted him. Like, I remember when yeah. him and Cam came in, like, a lot of the fanfare went to Cam, and I'm going to ask you about Cam in a minute. But mm-hmm. – DeAndre Hunter was just kind of like the quiet, you know, guy. Like, but I was like, yo, this guy's ready. Like, this guy, like, yeah, like, I, not saying I like knew, but like, I was really, I was really high on, on DeAndre Hunter, you know? Yeah. Now, granted, they just won a championship. I, <laughs> granted, <laughs> hey, granted, I missed on the Trey Young pick, right? Like, granted, I missed on the Trey Young pick. I'll eat that. I'll eat it. But I was right there with DeAndre Hunter. When they grabbed him, I was like, yo, that's the move, you know? Yeah. But, so, in, in the question I asked you about the most important part, not named Trey, uh, DeAndre is a, is a good is a good selection. But for my money, I would say Clint Capella. Um, Clint yeah. Capella, just because I believe nobody else has his skill set and nobody else can affect the Hawks like he does when he's in there. Like, yeah. you saw even the difference when, when Gorgie Dang was in there. Gorgie, uh, I, I've been pronouncing his, been pronouncing his name all, all season long. Dang, <laughs> when Dang was in there, it's just a different beast as as when as when Capella's in there. Capella does yeah. so many things defensively, and I think that you can make an argument for both of these guys, DeAndre and Clint Capella. My question to you then is, being that both of these guys are dealing with injuries, could this be a problem? And looking at this objectively, right? We're taking off our fan hat. Take looking at this objectively, could yeah. this possibly be a concern or or, or something to? Look at noticing like your your second guy really um, is been dealing with injuries, you know, and that's with Capella and DeAndre. Yeah, there it, it sucks that they both have injuries seriously. Because uh, I think what Clint has an Achilles injury, and then of course DeAndre has the uh, the um, meniscus or whatever he had to get repaired. But yeah, and, and it sucks even more because those are like your best your those are like your defensive anchors at if you think about it like they exactly. really like hold down their own like they hold down their position so losing one of them it really sucked and and you could tell 
because I think Clint missed a couple games last season. You can really tell the difference between when he wasn't on the court, yeah, and when and when he and when he's when he's on the court. And, and granted, uh, when a a Kongu kind of came on like late during the season, like late, like playoffs. So, and he's shown that he he could do some good things, but he's hurt as well. So, it, it at the center position to lose somebody like Clint, who is like the grabs all the rebounds, defensive anchor, like holds everything down in the paint. It, it really hurts. But I think you could you could kind of you you can kind of be okay with losing with Hunter because I mean we saw last year what they did without him. Like they went on the run without him. Mm-hmm. Um and they still have a lot of wings on they have Kevin still and Kevin Kevin played good last year. Uh I think at one point he was guarding the best defensive player on the other team. I mean the best offensive him. player on the other team. Yeah, he took so big step up defensively. Yeah, right. So you still got him. You got Cam coming back. Like you, you could, you could be fine with losing Hunter for for you know some games, but Capella and just the the fact that you're gonna be missing a Kongu until January, um, it 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 looks kind of it look it looks kind of scary. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully he's good. Hopefully he's yeah. good. And the thing is, like with, with Capella, it's just it just makes me a little nervous. You know, because knowing how big men are with injuries, like big yeah. men don't get healthier as they get older. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, uh, you know, you're always hoping for the best. But that is just like a concern if we're looking at this thing objectively. Um, you mentioned Cam Reddish. And Cam Reddish is a fascinating player to me because aside from Trey Young, he might be the fan favorite here in Atlanta. Would you agree with that? Oh yeah, for sure. And it's funny when you were you talking about how he was a fan favorite coming into the draft. Like I don't know if you went to the draft that draft the draft night that they had at the arena, but I rem- I vividly remember the Hawks got Hunter at four, and everybody was like, "Woo!" And they got Cam at ten. And everybody was like, "Oh my God, we got him!" <laughs> like I remember, like even the announcer. I think uh, Ryan Cameron was like, uh, "Okay, guys, the tenth pick is coming." Who do you think? And he literally said, Cam? And everybody was like, Whoa! I was like, yo, this is insane. We just <laughs> why did y'all not have the same energy for like six picks earlier? It was insane. Like, no, he's he's a fan favorite for sure. <laughs> yeah, and so and I find it amazing because it's been such a it's it's such a rocky road, like as far as like people who are pro cam and then people who are like, you know, criticized because I mean, if you're, if, if we're being honest, right. Like all things honest, cam had a great playoff. Like he had a great yeah. playoff, especially in games in Milwaukee, but up until now, his, 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 uh, his tape, I'll say this, his playoff tape has not been impressive. It has not been impressive. Right. He hasn't been able to stay healthy. Um, there's been a lot more inconsistencies than there has been consistency. Nobody doubts athleticism, but it's like almost like to certain Hawks brass, you can't really say anything bad about him. Like, yeah, exactly. I, and it, and it's, I, I just find it, I, I mean, look, I love the kid. He has such a, you know, such a boyish uh, 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 mentality that it brings to the game with the smile. And he's just kind of quiet and he just, he has so much potential, man. I just find him fascinating. What do you think the outlook is for him this year, man? Just, you know, just looking at it from an objective standpoint. Honestly, I don't know. And I don't think that Nate knows. He might know now, but <laughs> at the beginning of preseason, I think 
I think he was like, uh, he just wants to, he just wants Cam to like shoot the ball, basically. Like he was basically like, cause he didn't, he 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 said that he doesn't know who Cam is, cause when he when he took over, Cam was still hurt, so he only really got to see Cam in his system when the playoffs came, and like you said, Cam is so fascinating because it's like I feel like he can do every like I feel like he can handle the ball. Feel like he can he can defend. We saw that he can shoot, but does he have to do? He doesn't have to do all of that in his offense. Like no, it's already people that are doing that. So, and, and at this point, it's like, does, is Cam gonna buy in to what Nick McMillan wants to do? Like, if if McMillan just says, okay, I just I don't want you to handle the ball. I just want you to be a three and D player. Well, Cam be okay with that because it's like I feel like Cam knows that he that he can do so much more, and everybody like around him is is like hyping it up to be like, oh yeah, he can do this and this and that. But as we've seen, his best games this year, including the playoffs and the preseason, have been when he's just a spot up shooter when he does yeah. not have the ball in his hand longer than five seconds, and he's not dribbling, he can be good. You saw what he did in six. He was literally just coming up and shooting. He wasn't handling the ball much or nothing. So if he can just buy into that role, I think he will be good. Just a three and D player. That's all he needs to be. Yeah, and I think that that Nate is Nate is putting a lot of confidence in him, especially with that second unit, and just yeah. saying yeah, just go be free, like be the star of the second unit, man. Go grab you a six man, like go. Like, just be, you know, be you. And, and we'll right. see what that you is, you know, at the end of the day. Um, he's got to stay healthy. Like, he, no more injuries. Like, he's got to stay healthy. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I, I think the world of the kid, and I think, uh, you know, I hope he has a great year. So, that's uh, about Cam. Let's take a trip around the East, man. Uh, a lot of people uh, – the East is, is a very interesting – situation because you got Brooklyn mm-hmm. and then you got the situation is Kyrie gonna play is he not gonna play you got Philadelphia with Ben Simmons and I saw a video today of Ben Simmons at practice and that was so <laughs> like everybody's doing like the little let's go at the end of the other of, of, the, uh, of practice and Ben is just like kind of in the back you know what saying? dribbling they the basketball the, <laughs> they break the huddle he just like bounces like no he's the first one out <laughs> Where do you see the Hawks fitting in when you look at the scope of the East, man? Uh, it's I feel like it's tough, but it's not tough. And of course, I'm I'm gonna put the Bucks number one. And it's funny because I I saw I think I saw somebody say that the Nets were like were like going to be underrated or something this year, uh, or they were going to have a chip on their shoulder because Kyrie wasn't going to play. I was like, do y'all understand that they still have like one of the two, like they have two of the best scorers in the NBA on their team still? Like, <laughs> just have it. Like, it's, it's insane. Like, having Kyrie is overkill, but without Kyrie, Kevin Durant and, and James Harden are still like, they can get you a two seed. So I, I think I'm going to put the Bucks first. I'm going to keep the net second. Um, but I, I do think that if everything clicks for the Hawks, they have a good chance to be uh, take that second spot. But I'll keep the third spot. Or you said the second the, spot. Uh, the second spot. If, they, if everything clicks. So 
but I'm just gonna I'm gonna stick with Bucks first. I'm gonna stick with the net second. Um, and I'll go Hawks third and Heat fourth. Uh, okay. Five, six, and seven are kind of like you know Knicks, Celtics, Bulls, um, like that little group. But I, I think the top four be interesting. Where are you on Philly? Because Ooh. here's the, here's the thing why I ask this because a lot of people have Philly ranked above the Hawks, even with the Ben Simmons situation like in limbo, and I'm to I have like I kind of have them in like in a tier right. So I have like the yeah. Hawks, I have the Heat, and I have the Sixers all in that tier. And like to be honest with you, I don't know who's going to be like the lead dog of that tier. I think that who's ever more healthy at the end of the day is probably going to be you know the leader of that tier for for that third seed, right? But I think Miami's there. I think Atlanta's there. And I think that Philly's there. Um, maybe Chicago. I mean, I'm not I'm not too high on Chicago, but Chicago could be a player too. Yeah. Uh, Indiana fascinates me because they have a lot of they're still dealing with some health issues. But uh I kind of look at it as kind of like a tier system and just kind of have like those guys. So where are you on like Philly? Philly. Uh, it's funny because every time somebody asks me about my rankings, I always forget Philly, and I for, I just forgot Philly. Um, <laughs> it, it's crazy, it's, but uh, it's kind of hard because you, with with Ben, like they should still be one of the top seeds for sure. Because I mean, they did the same thing. I mean, they did it with the same squad last year, but you don't know how committed Ben is going to be. Like even though. Ben is getting so much slack or whatnot. Like Ben was a, a big reason why they were the number one seed. Of course, NBA had an MVP season, but like Ben Simmons is probably like one of the best defenders in the league still. And he's one of the best, like he he's he can he's an all NBA player. So yeah. I like, think let's not and, and I think yeah. that gets lost in the translation. Like it, it, it does, like, it does. Despite everything. Like he's still a he's still a boy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like he can still exactly. ball. Like he's still a a top, you know, a all NBA first team. They still got Thibel, who was an all NBA second right. team, and I, I I I give them the respect based on not even Joel, not even Ben Simmons, but Joel Embiid. I think the season yeah. he had last year with MVP, like, and when he's going, he is going. So yeah, I got them. Like I said, I got them in that same tier with the Hawks. But I mean, I don't know unequivocally who will be the three seed out of Miami, Atlanta, and Philly. To be honest with you, yeah, it, it's a toss up. It's definitely a toss up. Like you said, it might come down to who's healthier. Um, and I mean, I, I would I, I would put the Hawks there just because they're the younger team, and like I mean, the Heat have a couple of players that I feel like you know. They're gonna rest them every once in a while. Like Jimmy's gonna get like some rest days or whatnot. But you know, Trey doesn't like to rest. Um, John barely misses games. Of course, we just talked about earlier how the big thing will be Capella or and Hunter. But if they're healthy, like I think everybody plays the whole season, but uh unless the injury occurs or whatnot, like a random rest night for the Hawks, I, I just don't see it. <laughs> yeah. And and the thing is, like, and this is no hyperbole, and folks know, like me, like, I've been, I'm, I'm, I, I pr- kind of pride myself on being objective when it comes to the Hawks and sometimes to my own detriment. But, <laughs> <laughs> but with that being said, man, I think Atlanta has the deepest team in the East. Um, 
Yeah. Probably with Milwaukee. Uh, they're getting uh, Divincenzo. Uh, I call him White Dante. They're getting White Dante back. <laughs> you know what I mean? They lost PJ, but I think Milwaukee's pretty deep. I think Atlanta is deep as far as 1 to 10. I think that, I mean, I don't think that you, you'll be hard pressed to name another team that is as deep as the Hawks. Um, yeah. And I think that's good for them. I think that's going to be very important, especially if you have to deal with injuries, uh, knock on wood. But this is a long season. Guys do get hurt, you know. Right, um, right. Is there a team in the East that you're kind of like, you feel that's going to be kind of better that no one's kind of really talking about? Um. So I made a YouTube video last week, and I was talking about my sleepers in the Eastern Conference. And two teams I picked were – I picked Washington, and I picked Charlotte. Um, I, okay. I, I feel like I think I'm more high on the Wizards than, than Charlotte just because of Bradley Bill. And but just the Wizards in general, like and, and I think when people when when you get this question, I think everybody kind of says the Bulls like as a sleeper team, but I don't feel it like they're a sleeper because folks they got think they're gonna be good. Zach, <laughs> yeah, they got I mean, like you got Zach Levine and Vucevic and DeMar DeRozan, like you're supposed to be good. Um, let's just go a little deeper. Like, I think Washington is going to be one of those teams. Um, I, I like what they got for Russell Westbrook. They got uh KCP, um, they got Kuzma, and they got Montrez. Like, those are all dogs. And one thing I've seen about Kuzma, like, if he's not held back like he was the past two seasons, I, I think he can go like on the scoring. Like, I think he can put up like maybe 20 a game, honestly. Like, that's that's how good I think he can be for the Wizards. Um, I think yeah, I can, I can see Kuz doing solid. twenty a game for Washington. Yeah, yeah. Kuz was was getting held back like from LeBron. Like it's it, it, it's obvious he was just sitting <laughs> the whole time. So and I think he had a chance to be like a part of that big three with him and AD, but it just never panned out. But I think Washington gives him a new look, like somewhere new to be, and I I think he's gonna have like a new mindset. So I think like they they got a, not, a lot of good pieces over there. Um, I think if they and you can said, make it and work. And you said that team was uh, Charlotte. Charlotte, yeah, Charlotte. Um, I, I just like they, they're a young team. Um, that that could probably sneak up on on a couple teams. Um, they did pretty good last year. And Lamelo, I think if Lamelo and Gordon and Terry, like if they if they can really hold down that fort, I think they'll be pretty solid too. Yo. Folks forget, like, Charlotte gave the Hawks the business last year, early they on. They did. <laughs> it was before the coaching change. But listen, when LaMelo, like, he was out for blood last year. Yeah, I mean, like, right. Every time Trey got switched upon him, he was going he was at him. him down. And there was nothing that they could do about it. Like, folks want to forget about that. But listen, I think they're going to have issues with their depth. I don't think they're a very yeah. deep team after that first five. You got Melo, Rozier, and Hayward is obviously going to be, you know, the cog that makes that thing go. And, and Bridges is a boy. You know right. what I'm saying? He is a ball player. But I, I don't think they got very much after that. And I think that's going to be their downside. But Charlotte's yeah. a team to watch out for. Charlotte's a team to watch out for. Yeah, they're go- I think they're going to be real exciting. Uh, of course, with, with him and, and Bridges, if they, they connect on the – Instagram post saying who do you think is going to have the best uh the best dunk connections uh Trey Trey and John or Lamelo and Bridges and I was like that's kind of tough like yeah I mean that's we, a we that's know a John lose lose it is all right it is it is but I mean it, it's it's a close like it's not a watch but I, I think like they're going to be like a real exciting young team to watch for this season um 
Yeah, I, I do too. And I, and I think that it's going to be really fun. I mean, it, it's so many different variables in the East and you can't really, and, and to be honest with you, man, like you're not really going to, and everyone's going to make all of these sweeping judgments after the first week of basketball and everyone's going to yeah. be there team's going to be that. No, folks overreact. And that's kind of what they do. But listen, basketball season doesn't really start until December. You know what I'm saying? The guys right, still right. put themselves in shape. But, you know, I, I'm still looking forward to the season. Opening night's going to be crazy down at Phillips. I mean, State Farm Arena uh, with Luka in town going up against Ooh. the Dallas Mavericks. It's going to be crazy, man. But let me ask you this as far as the Hawks are concerned. Last year, they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, and, and uh, a lot of people said they kind of snuck up on folks, and they upended the number one seed, with the Philadelphia 76ers. What is it going to take for them to get to at least the finals again, or maybe even go any further? Like, what is it going to take for them to get better or to go further? Uh, well, like you said at the beginning of the pod, they have to – like erase every like erase their minds of what happened last year um for sure like i think a lot of teams mess up because they they get so focused on what they did last year and they come back and they think you know they're that same good team and then the team they, they like they like a couple teams just sneak up on you start being you like dang what, what happened but if yeah. they can just erase that erase that mindset from last year and just start fresh you see you brought back most of your team um, you 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 know filled up some some spots on the team for sure. Just I I think you just got to be better. Like you, I I think because I saw somebody tweet this after after they lost in the conference finals. I, they were like, uh, the the biggest thing for the Hawks is is just being better than than they were this year. And if if Trey can continue to to ascend, if if John can continue to ascend, like. If they can stay healthy, I think health is is probably one of the biggest things. Because, like yeah. you said, the Hawks are probably one of the deepest teams in the East um, right now. So if they can just stay healthy, and if everybody in in on, now I think about it, probably the biggest thing is every everybody can just play play their role. And yeah. it's going to be a lot of sacrificing this year. And, and uh, McMillan has has said that a lot. Like exactly because he didn't have he didn't have everybody last year, so everybody was you know. Kevin was getting minutes, and, and this person was getting minutes. Now it's like, okay, Hunter's coming back. Cam's coming back. Kevin not going to get the same minutes that he got last time because Cam and, Cam and, and Hunter are going to cut into it. Like, it, it's it's going to be really difficult um, for everybody to just buy in. And for them to be a young team, like, you know, some players, they, they just want to get their stats at the end of the day. But I think this team is kind of different. <laughs> yeah, it's a wrap. But I think if everybody just plays their role, if – if they can sacrifice and know that sacrificing is, is better for the team, I think they'll be good. I think they'll be real good. Yeah, and and it's funny you mention that because, you know, watching the all-access thing, you know, Nate, after every game, was just talking about sacrifice. And this is in the playoffs when they're winning. Yeah. <clears throat> you had vets, you know, sacrificing their minutes and guys sacrificing their stats. And it's going to be interesting to see how – they handle number one being the hunted now, right? Because before they've always been the hunter. Now they're the hunted. Now they're going to go into games and they're big. They're going to be going in favored. Now, yeah. can you take everybody's best shot? 
can you get up to play the Orlando Magic at 2 p.m. on a Sunday? You know what I mean? <laughs> and <laughs> because, you know Lou don't like those games. Because like listen, game. <laughs> those guys, they're going to come in, and they're going to come in for blood. You know what I'm saying? Right, exactly. And that's the difference of the mentality that the Hawks are going to have to have, right? Like, yeah. can you, you know, play the Toronto, you know, whoever, like on a, on a you know, random week, can you get up for those games? And you, I remember one time Charles Barkley said – um, what Phoenix Suns uh, after they went to the finals. He said the next year, he's like, I knew we weren't going back because certain guys got their money, certain guys got paid, certain guys got all this endorsement money. And he was like, I looked in their eyes and I didn't see the hunger. And wow. I never forget that. I'll never forget him saying that. And I'm like, yo, like, no, this and I'm not saying this is a bad thing with the Hawks locking up these guys. From a management standpoint, you had to lock them up. But to right. me, the most important thing is how much of that dog do you have in you after the money's good, after you gotten a little bit of fame and, you know, wh- where is the dog going to be at? And that that's kind of yeah. what I look at as far as them going forward. I think they have all the ability in the world. Health to me is, is going to be their first and foremost, you know, thing of staying healthy. And I, and I, that's across the board. That's not just the Hawks. That's everybody, you know, right. especially down in LA when they got all them old dudes on there. So, um, it's it's gonna be interesting, man. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I think, and, and when you talk about the the whole, when we just talk about the whole sack and the hunger and the sacrifice and whatnot, um, I think John was like really. I think he handled last season really well because you know you got player like the the fact that you know he wasn't able to get the contract before the season started last year. It's kind of like okay, is he? At this point, it's like he's betting on himself. So you know, when players start betting on themselves, they want they you know they want to put up stats, they want to put up numbers or whatnot. But I remember John was talking about how he just knew that just for the team, you know, he he had to sacrifice. And at the end of the day, he got the money that he deserved. So I think just the way he handled everything from last season was amazing. So hopefully, like that whole team can just. The whole team can buy into stuff like that. Yeah. Um, we already talked about uh, the Hawks. Uh, you said they'll probably be like a two or three seed if everything falls right as far as your opinion is concerned. Um, as far as win total, and win total doesn't really matter if, if you're talking about the seeds. You know, people always ask me about win total. Last year, they went 41 and 31 in the 72-game season. Um how about a win total for the Hawks, man? What's kind of a ballpark figure you think they're looking at? Mm, I think they I think they can win around fifty games. I okay. think I'll, I think I'll go like high forties, low fifties. Mm-hmm. If I want to put like a stamp on it, maybe fifty-one, thirty-one. I think that's okay. good enough to be like third, fourth in the East. Yeah, I agree. I, I think I'm right there too. I think I'm right there too. But yeah, man. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Malik Brown, Peachtree Hoops. Uh, when you guys starting season two of your podcast, man? Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> what, look, look the way the way me and Neil are booked, it, we don't know. But um, we always always got the other podcast with Rashad where we do Hawks. So yeah, y'all want to check out Pop from there? Uh, subscribe to Atlanta Sports Unlimited. We got literally all types of sports. So uh, yeah, y'all definitely check that one out. Yeah, so go ahead and go ahead and shout out all the things that you got your hands into, man. While we're, while we're about to get up out of here, cool, cool, cool. So, uh, of course, you guys can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Malik ATL. 
Of course, Peachtree Hoops. You can find them at Peachtree Hoops. I do a lot of Hawks writing there. Um, Atlanta Sports Unlimited, that's where we do the podcast with me and my co-host Rashad Milligan. And uh, I just started some YouTube stuff on my own channel, so you guys may subscribe to there, like, comment. Uh, it's under my name, Elite Brown, so it should be easy to find. So that's all I got going on for this season. Hey, man, I appreciate you, brother, for coming on in the last minute. And, Thank you for uh, having me. I love yeah, it. Man, we, we, you know, we're going to chop it up, man. You know, as much as we talk and, and talk back and forth on the games and in the chat and right. everything, it's like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's always an easy fit. It's always an easy fit. But I appreciate you, bro. And uh, we'll be in touch, man. This segment is brought to you by Manscaped. Hey guys, what's up? It's Edub. I know you guys have heard our Manscaped read by now, and I'm here to tell you listen, it's not too late to get that below the belt trim that some of you are in desperately need of. Listen, Manscaped not only has top of the line waterproof trimmers to keep the hedges nice and clean, but they also have boxers, lotions, colognes to have you feeling and smelling so fresh and so clean so head over to manscaped.com use our promo code hawksbeat for 20 percent off your entire order and free shipping once again that promo code is hawksbeat for 20 percent off and free shipping she'll be glad you did again special thanks to our guy malik for coming through chopping up with us about the Atlanta Hawks today. Uh, make sure you guys uh, follow us on Twitter at Hawks Beat. Uh, rate and review and subscribe to the podcast. We really appreciate all the ratings, all the five stars, all the reviews. We really appreciate you guys as always. And like we always say, man, <laughs> you'll know what time it is. God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him and show him love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-V-E love. We out. Peace. This segment is brought to you by Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Custom jewelry ships straight to your doorstep. Every piece will be uniquely yours. So if you are looking for some custom bracelets or necklaces, go see our guy Jonathan at TillmansTrinketsAndThings.com. Again, that's TillmansTrinketsAndThings.com. Tell him the Hawks beat sent you. You'll be happy you did. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.